Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. We've got some really intense discussions today, and yes, it's both you know, interesting to discuss, but also some really neat things to look forward to. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yes. I'm feeling so hopeful that it scares me. Um, You know, reading all of the news and just ingesting all of this information at times, it can be a real downer. Uh, In this very moment though, everything is feeling like we're right on the precipice of really having so many more options. And of course, after being limited for this long, it's like even a little step forward just feels huge. I'm going to appreciate right. any, any little thing at this point. Yes. It's just feeling amazing. Yeah. And yeah. like I kind of said last week, it's like, I don't know what to tie myself to emotionally. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to get so involved in a really happy story if it's like just conjecture, you know, I want it to be a sure thing. Like, Hey, this is definitely going to be rolling out. So right. sometimes really it tough. just feels like there's a bomb dropped on us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Uh, We're going to start with the negative Nelly of the group here. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this article from Travel Weekly. I've actually read it in several places, but this is the one I grabbed and it is linked. It is called Court Approved Sale of Shore Trips to Hornblower Group. Um, I feel very fortunate that I did not have any clients scheduled with shore trips. I have been watching the nightmare unfold from from the bleachers and it's horrifying. Um, and I know that there's a lot of TAs out there who are really struggling because they've been unable to get their clients refunds. And then they're seeing something like this, that it's being sold and it feels hopeful. However, they've made it clear that they will not be able to pay their unsecured creditors. So quite a roller coaster. And I know you have been burned a couple of times with suppliers going under. Right. Um, and it is not a good feeling whatsoever. And no matter, I feel like no matter how much research we do, how much we know a certain TO, anything can happen to upend a business. And we can look for things like if they're insured or a member of like USTOA, or, you know, we can look sometimes to, consortias and our hosts and stuff, but that's not always like a sure thing. You know, it's not always something that, <laughs> I mean, you were mentioning that you were still seeing shore trips on, you know, exactly. our, on partner sites. Yeah. I'm still seeing the other uh, like partners that they work with. They're still, they still have the shore trips logo on them. Uh, I feel like you know, a, a new travel advisor who looks to certain places to see who the preferred suppliers are or see these relationships could be, as far as I know, and I haven't checked in a couple of weeks, but as of a couple of weeks ago, you could still book 
on their website, which is alarming to me considering the circumstances. I don't really know how all that works, but it doesn't seem it doesn't sit well with me, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. And for people who have been in the industry since the start of COVID, we know better. But for anyone who became a new advisor during COVID, they might not unless someone, you know, in their host or, you know, someone they know in the industry has told them like, hey, like stay away because they have not been giving out refunds. And this mess is just something you don't want to deal with. Yeah. And, you know, one of the suppliers that you got burned by and several other advisors that I know, it could have just as easily been me. I use them all the time. I really liked their platform. I liked the content they were putting out. Uh, I had I had used them on many, many trips. It just so happened. Same thing with short trips. It could have been me. I absolutely had an email that went out for every cruise that encouraged people to book with shore trips. So I could have easily had bookings there. And it just, I think it's such a worry for all of us now because we don't know how stable any of these suppliers we work with are. Of course, we rely on the relationships that we have with these suppliers in order to offer our clients exclusive rates, be able to bundle things, make it seamless and easy for the clients when we package things together. And now you're scared. It's like, and then even if you book direct, who's to say the hotel isn't going to go under, you know, we have to really, really make sure that our terms and conditions are clear <laughs> at this point. Right. And I feel like I can't think of many other industries. Well, I guess if you're in construction or something, you have contractors that could go out of business, but still, I feel like for us, there's so much risk for us in booking something with a supplier partner and they may have a few great years, but then they might have a bad year, which means they might not be able to continue um, being profitable. And so they close. So how do we as advisors figure out who to use, who to trust? Because it's not our money. It's like our client's money. It's not, not only that, but we have zero control over the situation. So coming from either end, um, but I will say this, you just sparked a, a memory from just yesterday. I noticed that Project Expedition, which is a company I really enjoy working with, specifically in the name of transparency, laid out exactly how their finances work, which is the money that is paid to them is kept into a, in a, into inside a trust account until after travel which is really what you want to see. And I think we're going to have to, as an industry, demand this kind of transparency from a lot of our partners moving forward to make sure that they are financially solvent. Gets real tricky, though, with the number of travel advisors that are out there with little to no experience, and they don't even know what questions to ask. Yeah, I think we touched on this in one of our very first episodes, where it's definitely an awkward conversation at times with your supplier when you're asking about their finances, but we really do need to know. And I feel like that is just another part of building a relationship with a supplier is asking them, what are your finances like? Is it yep. something where you're using the money from new bookings to pay your past bills? Or are you keeping it yeah. in a trust, like you mentioned, to be used for whatever that was booked? Exactly. Well, if you have bookings with shore trips, all I can say is I'm very sorry for everything you have to deal with right now. 
Um, hopefully this turns out with a happier ending. And um, I guess that's it. Can we move on to something happier? Yeah, <laughs> My hopefulness is draining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, you know, I feel like I have like slight PTSD from you know, getting burned from suppliers mm -hmm. and that was pre-COVID. So it's like so many advisors now going through similar things. I really feel for you. I, I do. And hopefully we can get out of this unscathed or yep. with the least amount of damage possible. Yep. Um, Travel Pulse has an article that talks about the race to create a global digital COVID-19 passport is on. And there have been many articles on this floating around. And that is definitely something that would help make it easier to travel internationally. Um, but one of the biggest challenges is finding a system that can be used across the board. And that's more on the admin It'd be side. so too. great. It would really be better for yeah, everyone. Exactly. It's like one QR code that works with every country's systems, but that's not really possible. So a lot, what a lot of countries are doing is just looking at themselves and their partner countries that are surrounding them or with countries where they have a lot of tourists coming over. Like maybe they can match up those systems to be compatible. Um, so uh, in Greece, the chief economic advisor to Greece's prime minister, he said, we call them certificates, not passports. Ultimately, certificates need some sort of unique QR code and Greece is working on a number of bilateral agreements with third countries to allow mutual recognition of vaccination certificates. So currently they're trying to run a trial of its program through agreements with like Cyprus and Israel. Yeah, um, as you know, obviously Teresa and I both read a ton of news now so that we can focus in on the important stuff for you all. And I just, and I even have something in Excess Baggage about it today. It's like, just so many articles about all of the different systems and what they're calling it and who's creating it. It's just so much. It would be so great if there was a standardized system and I'm sure eventually there will be. Um, but for now, all people are thinking about is how can we get this industry back on its feet in our country because it's such a huge part of the economy. Right. Currently, I know for travel vaccinations that have been required in certain countries, you get like this, I don't know, this yellow booklet, yellow paper booklet. And the nurse, or the doctor who gives you the vaccination will hand write in there the date, the vaccine, um, you know, what brand it is, I guess, and then how long it's good for. I had to get that done when I went to Cameroon years back and that was just something that when you showed up to customs and immigration, you opened up the booklet, they'll check, oh, yes, you have the yellow fever shot, you have this and this and this, you're good, you can go ahead. So this is going to be more tech with using it your phone. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I took Fiona to the vet for her second set of vaccinations here in Mexico yesterday, and it's exactly that. It's a booklet. I'm used to all electronic, but here it's a booklet and the vet has a, they handwrite everything and then they put the sticker from the vaccination and they have a stamp that's like almost like a notary stamp or something. And um, so that's what it made me think of. <laughs> but we need to be going the other way. Technology, it has to be, especially, I mean, there's all kinds of articles out there about how people are trying to forge things, test results, vaccination records, all of these things. 
So they need to have a good system for it. Right. And something that can have your results in real time, like just have something uploaded immediately to whatever QR code you have, like you got your test done on this particular date, the results are uploaded there, you scan at the airport, they can see, oh, you get a negative test and uh, or vaccination. So I'm interested to see how this progresses. I feel like it's going to be this year. It has to be this year that they think it of something. <laughs> I'm we hope sure. it is this year. <laughs> <laughs> so the other wonderful article that we are talking about today is from Tra- Travel Age West. Excuse me. It says intent to travel is creeping back toward pre-pandemic levels. I can say from my experience so far this year that I am booking like crazy. Um, of most of it's for 2022, but the demand for sure is there. And I think if I'm feeling hopeful, imagine the average person who doesn't read all of the travel industry news, who hasn't been on a vacation, they missed probably two yearly vacations by now. They're ready. They want something on the books. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm not booking crazy, crazy right now. Um, but I am getting more inquiries than I expected. And a lot of them are for 2022 as well. And they have, you know, looked online at their own stuff when they're doing research and they realize the availability for 22 is almost up. Like they, they can't find availability. And so, you know, I'm kind of glad sometimes to do their own research because they come to me and they're like, this is what we want. We already looked it up, but we are not comfortable doing it by ourselves. So that's Amen. What I, that's what I'm <laughs> like, hey, if you want to travel, 22 is filling up real quick. And that's not me exaggerating. You can try and find availability yourself if you want to. But from what I'm seeing, it's limited. Listen, I I know there's a lot of advisors out there who are worried about being salesy and they're, you know, I, I, I understand all the reasons why, but I believe you're doing a disservice to your clients by not letting them know that availability is getting tricky because it is. And so if they wait until the end of 2021, everyone's going to end up frustrated because you're not going to be able to find the availability that they want you're going to have to do double, triple the work trying to find something that will work. They're going to be aggravated. It's not your fault, but it's going to be aimed at you anyway. So to me, it seems unwise not to let your clients know that they need to get their 2022 travel on the books now. And they will listen. Mine listens. That's, that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, and this Travel Age West article says that in the latest Longwoods International study, eight in 10 Americans have plans to travel in the next six months. And two thirds of them said that the vaccine rollout has impacted their travel plans. So if you're not getting in it now, it's, it's going to be hard to catch up once this momentum gets rolling. Right. And um, the article also states that although domestic drive destinations are likely to remain more popular than international excursions, only 40% of U.S. travelers now cite the pandemic as an influence in their trip planning, compared with two-thirds back in April 2020. So they're getting more confident. 
They're getting more optimistic with the vaccine. And they're like, now's my time. I need to get something in the books, something to look forward to. Yeah. And I just had a situation this week with a client who has a Vacation Express voucher she needs to use, but she doesn't want to leave the country. Um, And so after some discussion, it came down to it that she's just worried about testing requirements. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. By the time you want to travel in a few months, we don't know what the testing requirements will be either way. Will they be required to come in? Will it be required to go out? I personally don't feel that if we do end up with a domestic testing requirement, which of course they've said for now is not a thing, but it could end up being required later. I don't think domestic properties are going to be nearly as accommodating as these countries who are now offering on-site testing complimentary and that they can quarantine on site. So I'm like, you're, you're making a decision based on uncertainty all the way around. Um, and now I will never encourage someone to go somewhere they're not comfortable going, but just talking through what are the reasons and why that reason may not be serving you very well, because literally her only option would have been to go to one resort in St. Thomas. And when I looked into the reviews, it's always been fine, but now dealing with the pandemic, the reviews are very bad. And I'm like, I cannot recommend this resort at this time. Um, you're the boss. You can do what you want, but let's just talk through the possibilities here. We, we don't have any idea what's going to be required for you to go to St. Thomas either, except for today. I can tell you what's required Anything today. can happen. Anything yeah. can happen between now and then. And on one hand, that's scary. On the other hand, it's like, we've been dealing with this feeling for a year now. So it's something where you need to learn to be flexible. You need to learn to just be someone they can talk to, to have that conversation. And to be honest, because when people talk to me similar to you, I'm like, I can't tell you what to do or where to go. You make your own decisions, but this is what I'm seeing based on my work. And a lot of times people just want to have that conversation to know that they're working with someone who knows what they're doing. I told my client, I was very honest with her about myself. I'm like, right now, planning travel for 2021 means you have to be flexible and ready for anything. This is not suited to my personality whatsoever. I want them to know that I too do not like (laughs) this feeling. However, this is the reality. So I've had to surrender to it. There's no other choice. If you want to travel this year, you have to be ready for sudden changes, for flexibility, for everything. I've got clients booking Jamaica in June and I have to tell them, let's not, let's not plan your excursions right now. We don't know what will be approved in June. You need to plan those when you get there. You know, it's just, you just have to surrender to it is the bottom line. Right. Give them options, give them ways out of their trip. If, you know, that means booking refundable rates, if that means getting canceled for any reason on their insurance. I think a lot of people just want to know they're not tied into spending all of this money and potentially losing all of this money. Yeah, no one wants to feel backed into a corner. And that's kind of what I just keep impressing people. We're going to get you this insurance so that if for any reason you decide you're not comfortable traveling, you will not be stuck. And that's usually what they need to hear. And just like you said, they need to talk it through with someone they trust, someone who knows what's going on. 
you can't tell them, yes, it's safe. No, it's not safe. Yes, you should. No, you shouldn't. But you can have an educated conversation with them and let them feel comfortable that you have their back. Exactly. All right. Is it time for some excess baggage? Oh, yes. All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Weekly, the CDC has still not given cruise lines the technical information necessary for them to conduct test cruises, an integral part of the conditional sale order. But Royal Caribbean International CEO Michael Bailey said they expect those specifications any day. They also report that the CDC says hotel workers should be prioritized for vaccinations. One more from Travel Weekly says that data and anecdotal evidence suggests that the pandemic silver lining many had hoped to see has finally appeared. Consumers, including many who never worked with a travel agent before, are turning to travel advisors as they anticipate resuming vacation plans. Travel Agent Central reports that the Biden administration is making changes to the Paycheck Protection Program intended to further target the PPP to the smallest businesses and those that have been left behind in previous relief efforts. Another article from Travel Agent Central says that after nearly a year of postponed trips, U.S. consumers' perceived safety of leisure travel is starting to rise and spending intent is starting to increase. As nearly 30 million vaccine doses have been administered in the U.S., the latest responses, according to a Deloitte survey, point to a gradual recovery in the travel sector. A headline from Travel Pulse reads, IATA says digital airline pass will be ready within weeks. The airline goes on, excuse me, the article goes on to say that the digital pass will be an app to be downloaded on a smartphone, according to the British Broadcasting Court and will verify that a passenger has had either a negative COVID-19 test or been vaccinated against the virus. It also verifies they were administered by an approved authority. Reuters is reporting that Israeli studies find the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine reduces transmission. The article says that more research is needed to draw a definitive conclusion, (laughs) but the studies are among the first to suggest a vaccine may stop the spread of the novel coronavirus and not just prevent people from getting ill. According to Bloomberg, the travel industry sees glimmers of recovery in Africa and Antarctica. Travelers are starting to book now for trips they hope to take months or more down the line. A smattering of markets, including Africa and Antarctica, are doing well, their highest end inventory already selling out for stretches of their upcoming high seasons. Go check out an article from afar called How Cancel for Any Reason Travel Insurance Can and Can't Help You. It's a pretty thorough overview that you can use to help you educate your clients. And one last fun one from afar. With no crowds, the Louvre gets a rare chance to refurbish. The forced closure has granted museum officials a golden opportunity to carry out long overdue refurbishments that were simply not possible with nearly 10 million visitors a year. And that's it for excess baggage. All Kareen catches her breath. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the tin lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments, or you would just like to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Cause no one can do it like we do it like we do it like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it like we do it like we do it.